Father, we thank you that as we come before you today, we're able to hear wonderful truths from your word that will encourage us, strengthen us, give us hope, and give us strength to follow you all the days of our lives. We thank you that our hearts are open to receive what you have for us, and we thank you for it in Jesus' name. And all agreed said, amen. amen. Hallelujah. I just got to yell a little bit so that way you guys will wake up and you're like, what's he saying? What's he talking about? Well, we're talking about the Holy Spirit. This is the last week on our series of the Holy Spirit, the person, the passion, and the power of the Holy Spirit. And I asked last week, how many of you are allowing the Holy Spirit to be in your life in a relationship where you're friends with Him, where you talk to Him, where you acknowledge Him, where you invite Him into your life? And I asked for a show of hands. I didn't give very many hands. So let's see how we do today. How many people are you using in the exercise? There you go. All right. You know, it's, it's an effort and a conscious effort to actually you know, acknowledge him because he's what? Invisible. You don't see him. And so some people will look at you and wonder, what are you talking to? Who are you talking to? But it's actually the Holy Spirit is ever present and he's with us. And as we acknowledge him, him, he'll talk back. Did you know that? That's an exciting thing. He will talk back to you. And then when he talks, he says he gives us words of wisdom. He gives us truth that we can follow. He gives us wisdom and understanding in in all that we're doing. And how many of you know we need an inside track? How many of you know we need someone that knows everything to tell us what we're supposed to do? Because we can't do it in ourselves. And if you're trying to do it in yourselves, you're going to be frustrated, tired, and just totally lost. Yes. Amen? I know I've tried it. And you know what? We probably could take it up a little notch. Maybe we can do even better if we just allow him to come into our lives, yield ourselves to him, and give ourselves over to him. In Jesus' name, amen. So, you know, having a relationship with the Holy Spirit, it's exciting. He, he, has, he has things for us to do. He, he, he's not a boring God, amen? And, and, and he has passion. You know, he has joy and he has uh, energy. It's like when he gets a hold of you, you, you can't help but want to do things. Like David, when David uh, brought in the ark, he danced with passion, so much so that his outer garments came off. Have you done that, where you're just so excited about things that you just can't help yourself? Your feet get to dancing, and your heart gets to skipping, and your mouth gets to worshiping. Amen? Okay, praise God. You know, the word enthusiasm, I used to take a sales course from Dale Carnegie, and it says, if you act enthusiastic, then you'll be enthusiastic. And the word enthusiastic, enthusiasm, comes from a Greek word, in theoism, in God. So if you don't have any enthusiasm, enthusiasm, you don't, must not have any in God in you. Wow. Okay. You're going to have to protect me, Pastor Charlie, because this, this crowd is getting a little hostile here. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but we're, t- we're talking about the person. We've talked about his passion. Today we're going to follow up with the power of the Holy Spirit, that he has power that he's given unto us. Praise the Lord. Now let me shock you for a minute and tell you this. The Holy Spirit does not help everybody the same. You say, why do you say that, Pastor Chuck? Because we don't call, everybody doesn't call upon him the same. He can just kind of lie dormant, waiting for you to enact him and to involve him in the situations of life. He doesn't want us to go and do our own thing. He wants us to include him so that he can help us do the things that we need to have done. Can I get an amen? Amen. Some people are like that. They want to help out all the time. Holy Spirit is our helper. He's our counselor. He's our standby. He's our strengthener. 
He's our counselor. He wants to help. But if you're just standing beside, if he's just standing and can't, you don't let him in, he, 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 his hands are tied. Praise the Lord. So as much as you want to open yourself up to him is as much as he'll open himself and help you. I can remember when I was in, in sales as well. It's amazing how you can remember things 30 years ago. <laughs> it comes to your remembrance. You know, we have a whole bunch of stuff that's on the inside of our spirits that cause us to act and, and be and do the way, and do the things that we do. Did you know that? Sometimes Some things are hidden. Anyway, when I was uh, coming on to Miles Laboratories, they said, we, the supervisor said, we will get to know you as much as you allow us to know you. I said, mm, that's interesting. I can be closed and, and not talk about my personal life or talk about anything I'm going through, or I can be wide open and allow them to know exactly what I'm going through. Isn't that amazing? And even when I was working for Miles Laboratories, I was doing skits. Can you believe that? You can believe that, right? I'm a skit guy. I'm a, I'm a frustrated actor that's preaching, okay? <laughs> Someone asked me, are you, are you like an actor? Do you want to be an actor? And I said, no, no, a thousand times. No. <laughs> so this was a national convention, and they had me. I did a skit called, uh, uh, I, was a, I was a salesman from southern, sunny, sunny Southern California. So I came in in, like, shorts, no, no top, and a tie, bare-chested. I can't do that now, but in those days, it was okay. I had a better physique. So now some things are sagging, you know. Kind of like, I have an hourglass figure. All the sand is sinking to the bottom, you know. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> so... Uh, so I was, I was a salesman from Southern, I, and I, I said, I'm here from Miles Laboratories. And the, and the buyer said, oh, I'm, sir, the, the laboratories are down the road there. And no, no, I said, no, I'm from laboratories. And anyway, it was, a, it was a great thing that we did. But I'm still doing skits because I like to see people enjoy themselves and to try to, you know, portray what we're trying to talk to them about in the Lord. Amen. Okay, so uh, let's talk about the Holy Spirit and the power that he has. And the first slide we talk about is Ezekiel 36, 26, which is our theme for our church. I will give you a, a new heart and put a new spirit within you. Now, we talked last week, there's two transactions here, right? First off, you have to take out that old heart. Your old heart won't work anymore. Isn't that something? Why? Our heart is what we believe, for, believe with. It's our believer. With the heart, man believeth. And your old heart is not going to work in this New Testament, New Covenant relationship because you have to believe with a, a heart that is soft, a new heart. No, keep going. Okay. Yeah. No, go back to the first one. Thank you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. Now we can go to the next one. And this is how it's been said in a little colorful way. I will give you a new heart, and I will put a new spirit in you. And it says, I will take out your stony heart, stubborn heart, and give you a heart that's tender and responsive to the Lord. Can I get an amen? amen. Well, you know, in times past, before we were saved, it seems like we didn't really uh, 
have a desire to follow the Lord. Is that true? Like, eh, Lord, maybe someday. In this sweet by and by. But let me, let's illustrate that with uh, Pastor Charlie here. and He's going to come up and we're going to show you a little illustration. He said, be kind to him. I said, I, I promise I will. So we're going to enact like we're working together in business. We're not pastors. We're just ordinary people. Just every day, run of the mill. <laughs> Ministers of the gospel. Hello, brother. How are you doing? Oh, you know, same old, same old. Same old, same old what? You know, same old problems. Health problems, financial problems, car problems, marital problems. Brother, I got problems. You got problems with a capital P, right? right. Well, you know, the Lord can help you with all those problems. Well, you know, I'm not interested in that God thing. I can handle these things myself. I've handled them so far. I'll continue to handle them. I see. Not doing so good for you up to now. But you know what? Why not ask the master of the universe to come and help you? The Bible says that he'll be with us in times of trouble. Well, maybe so, but I'm not connected with him. It seems so distant, so far away. Hmm. Well, you know what? Uh, he said if you call upon him, he'll answer you. That's a promise from the Lord. So, brother, all you have to do is reach out with your heart. Can you do that? Well, that's the problem. Well, that's a problem. I feel like I've got a hard heart and can't reach him. You got a hard heart. Yeah. That's the problem? That, that's the problem. Well, well, you know what? Let's pray and see what God will do, all right? Okay, let's give it a go. All right. Just repeat after me. Say, Father God. Father God. I thank you for your son, Jesus. I thank you for your son, Jesus. He died on the cross. He died on the cross. Paid the price for my sins. I ask you for forgiveness of my sins. Come into my heart. Be Lord of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, oh, look at here. What this was the problem. The man had a hard heart. Man, you got delivered, brother. That is wonderful. Take that. You know what? You just got a special delivery from the Lord. Uh, I think he's going to give you a new heart. Oh, good. I need one. I lost my hard heart. Oh, wow. I feel different. I feel great. The best I've ever felt in my life. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Man, that's great. You look great. You have a whole different countenance. You got a new heart, brother. Hallelujah. It's a great day. Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. I'll keep your heart over here. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Good job, Charlie. He'll be back because we have to see how this new heart is working in his life. So let's check this out here. The next scripture. So we have two transactions, right? Your old stony heart is out. Now you got a new heart. And we need a, now we need a third transaction. Anybody know what it is? Okay. I will put my spirit 
within you and cause you to walk in my statutes, and you will keep my judgments and do them. So Ezekiel 36, 27. How many, how many spirits do we have now? We have your human spirit, and we have the Holy Spirit. Uh, intermingling, intertwining, talking to each other, working with each other, and it's spelled out like this. Let's look at this next scripture. This is the way the Apostle Paul said it in Romans 8, 15 through 16. You have received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father, Daddy, God. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if you look at the, when it says spirit with a capital S, that's the Holy Spirit. The small s is our human spirit. So if you look at that again, the spirit of adoption, uh, we, we have received the Holy Spirit, and we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit, the Holy Spirit, bears witness with our spirit. In other words, our spirit on the inside of us, this new heart that we have that's able to receive from the Lord, is saying, I receive you now, Holy Spirit. I receive you, God, into my life. And it's a continual process as we go through day by day, week through week, all through our lives, to receive the Spirit of the Lord, allow Him to be big in our lives and carry us through our problems and our troubles. Is this good news or not? Amen. Amen. Those of you that know what I'm talking about can get excited. I don't see it on your faces, but I know, hopefully, you know, you, you might be absorbing. I see some people taking notes, which is good, because they've got to apply this and make it happen in our lives. Can I get an amen? amen. All right. Now, check this out, Romans 8, 11. Now, we didn't get a different spirit. We got the same spirit that was in Christ is on the inside of you. Isn't that good news? It says, if the same spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies. We're not dead men walking. We have a, the life of Christ that's on the inside of us, and we can walk through this life excited, knowing that we have the joy of the Lord, who is our strength. And he will give us uh, this spirit because the Spirit dwells on the inside of us. Amen? Okay, I got a couple more scriptures, and then I'm going to lead you in something. In John 14, it says, A little longer, a little while longer, Jesus says, And the world will see me no more, but you will see me because I live. You will live also. At that day, you will know. Now, this is, this is I've had a hard time with this all my life. I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. Now, what, what does that mean? <laughs> That's a hard one, isn't it? I am in the Father, you are in me, and I am in you. Take that from the beginning where we were talking about the Spirit's going to be on the inside of us. We've got the, we've got the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost on the inside of us, ready to do and enact and have the power of God to do those things that we need to do. Isn't that good news? It's explained again here. In this next scripture as well. And the glory which you gave me, I have given them that they may be one just as we are one. What? That the Father and the Son are one and we can be in that group. We can be in, you ever gone to a meeting and they said, I'm sorry, sir, but you're not allowed in this meeting. Oh, please, give me a break. But the Father and the Son said, yeah, come on in. And he said, Jesus is saying, I in them, you in me, that they may be made perfect in one. And that the world may know that you have sent me, and here's the amazing 
uh, part of this, and have loved them as you have loved me. How much does God love Jesus? This is my son in whom I am well pleased, right? This is my son, Lily, in whom I am well pleased, or daughter, Lily, who I am well pleased. Just whatever Jesus is standing uh, is with the Lord is the same standard standing that we have. Isn't that nice to know? When you flub up, when you mess up, God's not saying, you know what? I told you about that. What you doing? No, he said, you know what? If you ask for forgiveness and you hop into righteousness, his righteousness, God loves you just as much as he loves Jesus. That's good news, isn't it? Oh, my gosh. Ah. I remember when Charles, I first showed this to Charles, he goes, I don't, yeah, I told him about it. He says, I have to see that to believe it. And I said, here it is right here. God loves Jesus as much as he loves us. Loves us as much as he loves Jesus. Isn't that good news? So, you know, the covenant is not with God and us. Did you know that? The covenant is with God and Jesus, and we just hop into that covenant. We're, we're partakers of his covenant, of what Jesus has done. Amen? All right. Okay, we're warming up here. Let's look at this next scripture in Colossians 2, 9 through 10. It says, For in him, in Christ, dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. So if we have Jesus and the Holy Spirit on the inside of us, we're supposed to be able to do the same things he does. And Jesus said, you'll do even greater works than I. Are you ready for that? Well, God was, uh, Jesus was doing that with his disciples. Let's look at this one example here. And they're having a, uh, uh, Jesus is, has a multitude of people that are following him, and he's giving a lecture. He goes, when the day began to get late, the twelve came and said to him, send the multitude away that they may go into the surrounding towns and country and lodge and get provisions, for we are in a deserted place. Jesus is preaching to 5,000 people, 5,000 men. And he's going on and on. And on. You ever been in those services? Where the preacher keeps going on and on. And you go like, come on, brother. You know, we got to get out of here. The game's on. The roast is in the oven, you know. It's all good, but, you know, is there an end to this? And they, they said, this is my second close, okay? This is my third close. Forget it. I'm just, going, I'm just going for it. So I'm sure if I could set the scene and put it in a modern uh, terminology, Jesus is preaching, and all the 12 are sitting there talking. They go like, you know, I didn't know he was going to go through a whole series. <laughs> I mean, how long has it been? It's been hours. He just won't stop. You know, we got to talk to him because it's getting late. It's getting dark. These people, 5,000, they're, they're hungry. They need to get out of here. The traffic jam is going to be horrendous. You know, they got to, you know, you can't leave in the seventh inning like the Dodgers. You have to wait to the end. And he says, maybe we need to talk to him and tell him, you know, it's time to go, time to pack it up. He said, well, who's going who's gonna to talk to him? And they said, well, Peter, you're always the one that, you know, blabs and talks and, you know, you, 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 can, you can say something. Peter says, no, better ask John because Jesus loves John. He can get away with it. John, you go ahead and talk to Jesus. <laughs> so John goes up to Jesus and says, you know, we just really are enjoying the message. Oh, my, it's just really rich. Love it so much. But, you know, it is getting dark. <laughs> These people are hungry. 
some of the kids are crying, they're, they're hungry, they want to go home. You, you think maybe we can, like, wrap it up, you know, just kind of move on to the next uh, place? And Jesus said, he said, why don't we dismiss them and let them go because they're hungry? And here's what Jesus said. You give them something to eat. And John goes back to the disciples. He said he wants us to feed them. Us? How are we going to feed these 5,000 people? Us? Now, I have a question to ask you. Do you think he was just saying that because he knew what he was going to do, or was he really wanting them to feed the 5,000? Question. Pause, sila. Do you think Jesus just, you know, says stuff, or does he really mean what he says? He says, you, you, you feed them. You give them something to eat. And they said, uh, me, what? Give them something to eat? Let's look at this. Let's, let's look at this picture. We, we, all we have is five loaves and two fishes. How is that going to feed everybody? Even if, if we went to Judas in the treasury, we don't have enough money. It would take a year's wages to feed all these people. But what did Jesus want them to do? They wanted, he wanted them to have power. Power to do things that they couldn't do in their own strength, to reach up into heaven. Now, he multiplied the loaves and the fishes, right? And they fed the 5,000 and had 12 baskets left over. Now, why would Jesus ask them to do something that they had never done before? Well, I'm here to tell you, it has been done before. These people didn't know the Bible because let's look at this scripture right here, uh, talking about Elijah. Then a man came from Baal, Shalishah, and brought the man of God bread of the first fruits, 20 loaves of barley bread and newly ripened grain in his knapsack. And he said, give it to the people that they may eat. But his servant said, what? What? <laughs> Shall I set this before 100 men? So we have 20 loaves of barley bread to feed 100 men. And the next picture, they did. They fed them. So it, there was precedent. It happened before. Jesus, you know, he, he, uh, he, he uh, changed the water into wine. He's able to do things. He wanted them to do it. And guess what? He wants us to do things that are set before us, the obstacles and the situations that we're facing. You speak to the mountain. You take charge. You, you, you command things to happen in your life. Amen? You, you, you have that Holy Ghost power on the inside of you. Praise God. Wake up. Whoop, stir it up, baby. Come on now. Yes. Speak it out and let God do it. Right? And it's easy when God does it. It's hard when you do it. It's hard when you try to make peace in your family. Hard for you when you're trying to bring finances. But when you give it to God and you speak to the situations, God causes it to happen because we have the power of our words, our Holy, the Holy Spirit on the inside of us to do those things that we couldn't do before. Praise the Lord. Let's look at 1 Peter 1, 3, and 4. As his divine power has given to us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. He has given us what? All power. Yeah, or his divine power. Oh, to, given to us all things. Has given to us all things. All things. All things. How many things? All things. Well, I don't, Pastor, will that cover this? Yes, all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which we have given to, uh, he has given to us great, exceedingly great and precious promises that we, 
through these may be partakers of the divine nature. Be partakers. In other words, you're supposed to be playing in this game. You're in the game. You're partakers. You're, you're moving. You're doing things, right? That's why he had the, the uh, apostles give the bread and the loaves, of fish, uh, the loaves and the fish to the people. He wanted them to see it enacted, the Holy Spirit, the mystery, the, the, the uh, miracle happened. You know, I've been involved in a couple of miracles this week, and I'm going like, whoa, Lord, you are good. <laughs> how you do that. Amen? He knows how to do that. Say, he knows how to do that. Yes. <laughs> we have a situation we're going on Monday to pray for one of our family members. And I was telling my wife, this is a hard one. She said, well, yeah, you know, not too hard for the Lord. Yeah, I guess so, huh? I got to yield myself and let him do it. Praise the Lord. Amen. You got any hard situations? Okay. Now, let's go to, I got eight things that the Lord has given you power to accomplish. You ready? In other words, Acts 1 and 8. It says, but you shall receive, Acts 1 and 8. But you shall receive power, not will, not maybe. You shall receive power to do what? Be a witness. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the end of the earth. You have power. You have, a, you have ability. You have a force to be able to witness. Oh, well, Pastor Chuck, I don't know how to witness. I'm so shy. I don't know what to say. Oh, come on. It says here you have power. To witness. He's going to give you power. Now, you don't have to be like a crazy guy. You don't have to be like, I'll tell you, brother, you need to accept the Lord. If you don't, you're going to rot in hell. You're going to burn, baby burn. No, it's not that kind of power, okay? It can be gentle. It can be soft. It can be, you know, just penetrating a person's heart. We had that situation. We had one of our nieces stay over at the house a couple of days. And uh, I noticed that she was doing her devotions in the morning, and she was talking about the Lord a little bit more than she usually does. And so I was waking her up, and I was reading my Bible while she was reading her Bible. And the Lord says, tell her about me. Tell her about being filled with the Holy Spirit. Well, I don't think that's going to work. <laughs> it's kind of like we're not really on the same page, and, you know, it's been a while since I've talked to her, hardly ever talked to her about the Lord. I don't know if that will work. The Lord said, trust me. I know how to get in there. Okay. So she comes out, and I say, hey, you know, have you ever heard about being infilled with the Holy Spirit? She goes, no, I never heard about that. She goes, yeah, you can have that, and you can have a language that you can speak to the Lord about all the situations that you're facing, and he'll solve and settle them for you because you don't know what to pray for as you ought, but the Holy Spirit will give you groanings which cannot be uttered and that he knows the mind of the Lord, and he'll cause the answer that you need to come upon you. She goes, that sounds pretty good. And she says, you know what? I can feel them right now. I said, yeah, hallelujah. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. She goes, well, how do you get, how do you get this? I go, it's just a simple prayer. You got time? Let's pray. She said, okay. We prayed, and the Holy Spirit came upon her, and she was able to speak in her heavenly language, and her eyes popped up and popped open. She said, I've never felt anything like this before. I said, it's out of this world. It's from heaven. It's from the Lord. It's the power to be a witnesses. It doesn't have to be so strong. It can be a soft, gentle wind that goes in and talks and touches people. Amen? Amen. You, where's a sign-up sheet in the back if you want to do, sign up for this? 
to, to, to enlist the Holy Spirit to move in your life. Amen? You can be able to say it. I am a witness. The Holy Spirit's on the inside of me. I can do great things through him. Amen. Second thing is to tread upon the enemy. Behold, I gave you the power. Amen. Say power. power. Oh, do you feel the power coming? Amen. Stir it up. I, I'll give you power to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all, all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. I can remember the first demon, devil, scorpion, serpent that I had to cast out, and I was wondering, oh my gosh, am I going to be able to do this? And so I, I got some brothers that were with me. I didn't, they, they weren't really prayer guys, but they were big guys <laughs> in case this devil jumped on me or something like that. And, and because they said, this, this devil, he manifests himself like a wolf. He punches his back up and his teeth get kind of pointed and he jumps on people. I go, well, bring him on Wednesday. I'll be ready. <laughs> so I got prayed up. I asked people, well, how do you do that? He said, well, you know, you got to fast. You got to pray. You got to call in the name of the Lord. You got to be anointed and you have to use the, the name of Jesus. Sure enough, that devil came out. Amen? He gives us power. Sometimes you have to cast the devil out of yourself. <laughs> oh, yeah. Why am I acting this way? Why am I, why am I getting angry? What's, what's wrong with me? Amen? So the, first, the, the second thing was it gives us power over the enemy. The next one, go ahead, you were there. Third one, he, to cure diseases. Then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power. There it is again. We got power all over the place. We got power for you, power for you, power. whatever you need. We got the power, baby. Gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases. Hallelujah. The same day that I prayed over my niece, I, went, I came here to the church with uh, this Patricia and, her, and your people. Remember those guys that came in from the Gideon? They said, well, let's go visit Pastor Chuck today. And they came and visited me, and they said, do you need prayer for anything? I go, no, I'm good. How about you guys? He goes, well, my back is killing me. I, ah, I just hardly move, you know. I go, sit down, brother. The Lord has given me power to cure diseases. And we prayed, and the Lord touched him, and the heat of the Holy Spirit came upon him. And he said, I feel, I feel, I feel like there's a heat pad on my back, and I don't feel any pain. I feel wonderful. I feel great. Amen? You, you guys got the same power. When you learn how to yield into him, let him do the work. I didn't pray, didn't fast. I just said, okay, let's pray. And I expected the Holy Spirit to come with his power. Glory to God. All right. So we got whatever our three that we've got going so far. We're a witness. We're tread upon serpents and scorpions. We're able to cure diseases. And we should be what? Strong in the Lord and in the... Get, can I hear it? What is it? Amen. And the, what kind of, what of his might? The... Are you getting it? You've got a lot of power in the Holy Ghost to do all these things. He says, be strong. In the, well, I don't, I don't know. I just, I just feel so weak. He's giving you strength. Well, I feel so helpless. I'll help you. Well, what if it, if it doesn't work? I will uphold you with my mighty right hand. Amen? God wants to give us power. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Strong in the Lord. You know, when I was going through that chemo, Man, I was so weak after, you know, a day or two. I mean, I could barely walk. 
And um, but when I was able to come to church, for some reason, the Holy Spirit would come upon me, and I could sense him and know him in a greater way. So I was weak in the flesh, but I was strong in the spirit because it was his spirit that was working through me. So you may not know the answer. You may feel lost. You may not feel like you're strong enough to do the things that you, you want to do. But when you are weak, he is strong through you. Amen. Be strong in the Lord. And the power of his might. Well, I don't know how I'm going to pay these bills. I don't know what I'm going to do with my family. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Amen. Okay, next. Oh, here's a hard one. Oh, Lord, have mercy. I can't believe this is in the Bible. When I first read it, I said, Lord, don't put this on me. How could you do that to me? How did this get in here? Amen? Let's look at this. What does it say? It says, Strengthen with all might, according to his glorious power, to what? Unto all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness. How many of you know we need power to hold our tongue? How many of you know we need power to be patient and long-suffering with people? How long are you going to do this? How many times are you going to leave the Cheerios box, you know, Unwound. How many times are you can leave the light on? How many times are you going to leave the garage door? How many times? How many times? Unto all patience. We need power to have patience. Praise the Lord. Yes. Amen. Well, let's, let's bring up our, our, our brother who's got that new heart. Let's see how he's, how he's doing. Well, hello, brother. How's it going? It's going great. Praise the Lord. Life is good with Jesus. Praise God. Well, you've had a new makeover, haven't you? You know, I, I, noticed, I noticed they got this girl sitting next to you. And this, this girl, would, she'd wear anybody out. I mean, she talked, talk, talk. She complains about this. I got that problem. I got this problem. Just never ending, over and over and over, just talking about her problems. How do you handle that? Well... I know she's going through a lot of problems right now, so I just try to help her. You know, I've been telling her about the Lord and how he's helped me with my problems, and she could also help her with her problems. How many of you have that reaction? What's more like, yeah, I can agree with you. That girl wear me out too. No, I'm glad. I'm glad you're, you got a new heart there, brother. Yeah, okay. So, but you know what? Did you read on the bulletin board we have mandatory overtime coming up? We, we've got to work extra this month because the management messed up again, and we got to cover for them. We got to work overtime. I got things planned. I'm just not happy about it at all. Well, you know, we have to be team players, and uh, if they need us to help pick up some of the slack, you know, we might as well go ahead and help them out. You know, I know that the Lord will bless us for our sacrifice, it's for the good of the company. And it gives a better uh, approach with the company. It's just that much better. And kind of goody two-shoes here, huh? Well, let me get him this one. You know, there's a guy. Did you see that they want to raise money for this birthday party to that obnoxious guy that's in our department? I mean, I don't think we should have a birthday party. We should have a going-away party. <laughs> like, go away. Well, you know, if we show him a little bit of respect and consideration, we might be able to change his perspective. You know, the word does tell us, do good to your enemies. So by doing good, 
we could heap coals of fire upon his head. Mm, I'd like that, to heap that, some coals. That's scripture, you know. I'm just waiting. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd like to heap some coals down his pants, actually. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow, you... Be you, nice. You, you, you are a different person. Well, you know, I got a new soft heart for Jesus, and life is so good with Jesus. You just, thank you. It's so great, wonderful. Just praise the Lord for that. Well, your life is better now, huh? Oh, it's much better. I can walk through the day with a smile on my face and no problems. Well, I got problems, as you heard before, but, you know, the Lord's give me a new heart. So the Lord is taking care of my problems. Amen. Well, so glad to hear that, Charlie. God bless you. Good to talk with you again. I'm going to sign up for that overtime. I'm going to give money to that uh, obnoxious guy's birthday party, and I'm going to have a better attitude because you've helped me in that. Amen? Okay, a couple more. Are you ready for a couple more? You're writing these down so that you can have power. The next one is you have power to have love and a sound mind. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. Well, I'm just so afraid. I don't know what's going to happen. Stop it. He's given you uh, not a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. I know we had this one fellow that was going to our church, and he had an anxiety attack. Anybody ever have an You don't raise your hand. And this anxiety attack, you just worry about something. You can't believe what's going to happen. You don't know what's going to happen. Unknown. And so he came to the church, and the pastor told me, go pray for him and get that spirit off of him. So we went with a couple of pastors and elders, and we tried to pray, and nothing worked. Isn't that frustrating? We said, hmm. So the pastor said, just take him to the hospital. What can we do? So we took him to the hospital, and he's on this, you know, slab, and he's going through his anxiety. And we're doing all that we can do, and nothing's working. Then finally, his mother came come into the room, and she said, Junior, get up off of that table. Get your clothes on, let's go home. That guy just jumped right up, put his clothes on, and went home. And I went to the, the counselor. I said, what? What just happened? He said, well, what happened was he hooked into something that he knew for sure, something solid, something that was an anchor for his soul. And so when he did that, when she, when she came in, it was something that he could be assured of. And so in scriptures, the Bible says that Jesus is what? The anchor of our soul. So if we have anxiety, we can have a sound mind through Jesus. Praise the Lord. Okay, the next two, the last two, he gives us power to get wealth. We talked about that. It's a force that comes upon us to cause things to happen for our good, that we have power to get wealth. Why does that come? Because he's, he, he, he promised it as a, as a part of his covenant, which he swore unto his fathers. What did he say? You'll be blessed in the city. You'll be blessed in the field. You'll be blessed coming in. You'll be blessed going out. When you tap into it, tap into that power, you'll see him work in your life. Can I get an amen? amen. How many of you want to tap into that power? Amen. And the last one is that we will rise again, Philippians 3.10, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. That same spirit that rose Christ from the dead is also going to raise us up. Isn't that good news? Amen. How many of you know exactly for sure how it's going to work when you die? Or is it kind of a little bit of an unknown? I don't know. I know what the scripture says. I know what they say is going to happen. But how many of you are really ready to take that step? Just so I'm, 
perfectly confident to know that when I leave here, I'm going to go with the Lord, and I don't know what's going to happen. We don't really know, right? I mean, we know angels are going to come. They're going to take us up to be with the Lord, to be with Him forever. And He's not going to just, like, put us in the line. He's going to welcome us personally. Oh, brother so-and-so, oh, sister so-and-so, so glad to see you. Welcome. Enter into the joy of the Lord. So that's our confidence that we don't, this is not the end of our life, but after this life is over, we'll do what? Fly away. I'll fly away to glory. I'll fly away. When this life is over, I'll fly away. I don't know the words. I didn't know I was going to sing that song. But it, it, it's just a good, good to know that whatever happens in this life, if we're aligned up with God, we will see him and be with him forever. Amen. Let's bow our heads and pray. Father, we thank you for the privilege to know your word, know that we have power in every situation that we face, that we have power to overcome, we have power to witness, we have power to have confidence in you, and we thank you, Lord God, for what you're doing in our lives. We thank you that it's touching our hearts even now to know that though we are weak, we are strong in you, in the power of your might. We give you the praise and the glory and the honor. In Jesus' name, amen.